You are now listening to a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaron. And this week we are talking about the 19th law. Know who you're dealing with. Do not offend the wrong person. All right, Jaron, translation, sir. Translations, do you have one? All right, the translation is always allow room for adjustment. Have a plan B. And in this case, plan B is for B fluid. Okay, nice. A few words from the OG Robert Greene. There are many different kinds of people in the world, and you can never assume that everyone will react to your strategies in the same way. Deceive or outmaneuver some people, and they will spend the rest of their lives seeking revenge. They are wolves in lambs' clothing. Choose your victims and opponents carefully then. Never offend or deceive the wrong person. All right, and right out the gate, the OG gave us a preliminary typology of people. Now, in this, in these words that I just spoke of, he talked about choosing victims and opponents carefully. So, those are two of the typology, uh, two of the preliminary typology. There's opponents, there are victims, and there are suckers. Those are the preliminary typology of people. What I get from that is opponents will be people who are as good as you or better. They're people who are competitive with you. Uh, suckers uh, would be people who would just fall for anything. The naive and victims are the low hanging fruit. The people who are easy to beat. And so he gave that preliminary typology of people. What do you think about that? And Yeah, and I think... Uh, what were the first words um, that you which, that you said, as far as um, the, the the words from the OG? Oh, there are many different kinds of people in the world. You can never assume that everybody reacts to your strategies and, in the same way. And so, and so, with the three different types of people you just named: the opponents, the victims, and the uh, what's the suckers? Thing? Suckers. Yep. So you can't approach those people all the same way. True. You have to change your tactics. Um, and adjust accordingly and I guess you know just the whole um, when I listen to this law that part about you know you can't approach everybody or expect for everybody to react the same way that kind of stuck to me Um, it seemed to be like the theme of this law or the common theme that basically he just kind of gave us uh, tips on how to adjust and react to all these different people. Gotcha. And he also said, the OG that is, he said that the highest form of power is having the ability to differentiate between the opponent, the sucker, and the victim. So if you can do this well, you can be successful in your quest to power without having to force anybody to do anything you want them to do. Because you know 
who to use your tactics on or you know how to approach certain people at certain times but on the flip side if you interact with these people without categorizing their personality type appropriately you're definitely going a losing streak so again this law is all about strategy you go against somebody that's an opponent you know that it's going to take hard work it's going to take research it's going to take you being you know bringing your a game because they're an opponent if they're a victim you're probably more talented than them already automatically you just have it you're naturally better than them that's what makes them the victim and then the sucker is just the person who will go for anything that you that you throw at them because that's what their personality type is and so like jaren was saying you can't go to them all with the same tactic right so you need to know when you use what tactic on what personality type you're dealing with and og says that that's the highest form of power and, and we say this all the time you know we always try to um, use sports for example uh, for an example and again here it is again if you uh, on a football field if you're on defense you know you, you got you got a defense and you know you can't always have the same defense as if people are going to be running the ball all the time you know, somebody might come out and it might be a passing team. You have to adjust. You can't play every single team the exact same way. And that's any sport. I don't know how to uh, give the example in basketball because I'm not that uh, <laughs> familiar with all the basketball plays and terminology. But I'm sure it applies there too. Zone defense versus man defense or whatever. Or even if you're on offense and you have the ball, you're dribbling up the court with the ball, you have the specific dribble move that you do where you might cross left, cross right, do an in and out and drive to the basket. Well, if you do that a couple of times, the defense is going to start expecting you to drive to the basket and they're going to start playing you a different way. And then instead of doing that same move, instead of driving to the basket, maybe you step back and shoot instead and you're going to create space and you got place right. to shoot. A defense might so, have like six foot 11 center. You can't be driving to the, uh, to the, to the <laughs> hole on him. So you got to do something different. So or, or in real life, if we were talking about opponents, victims and suckers, you might be able to take a sucker and give them gifts and basically just woo them to whatever you want them to do. But an opponent they're not taking no gifts they're an opponent they're they're ready to do exactly what you're capable of doing they're not falling for that trick so yeah your strategy has to be different you might have to outthink this person or whatever you know your real life situation is you you definitely have to approach them differently than that sucker. yeah you can't gift your way to the top the donut every morning is not going to do it for them bringing them cake and ice cream and such bringing them desserts is not going to it's not going to move the opponent because they're going to be going after you or they're going to be trying to get the same thing that you're trying to get. And we're talking about power here. So that was the preliminary typology. Uh, the OG then went in to talk about the five most dangerous and difficult types of people. And he gave really deep explanations of each. I'm just going to highlight them really quick for the sake of trying to maintain our 30 minute limit. Again, go get the book. Go get the audio book. You can hear all yourself in for de- you know for that additional detail. But he was saying the five most dangerous types. So there's the arrogant and the proud, and you have to watch out for these people because if they feel slighted, it will lead to a vengeance of overwhelming violence. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be violence in the physical way, but if they feel slighted, they're coming after you. They're not gonna take it laying down because. Or lying down, excuse me, where people, people lie. 
things like people lie but uh they're not going to take it lying down because they're arrogant and they're proud and they won't be outdone so the og says in this case uh what you need to do is flee if you sense this personality type just try to stay away from these types of people there are people who are insecure and have a fragile ego and if they feel slighted they won't forget it they won't forget that you they have a fragile ego so they're not going to forget how you treated them and so their revenge will be in small bites he says they're just going to come at you every chance to get whether it's talking behind your back uh trying to sabotage whatever you got going on slightly they're going to try to do that there's a suspicious personality type this this person sees whatever they want to see because they're always suspicious about everything oh man he's giving me a gift he must want something in return <laughs> they don't so trust nobody watch out for those personality types steve austin stone cold steve austin didn't trust anybody austin 316 don't trust anybody um <laughs> yeah he, he he didn't he, he was this type of person right then there's the serpent with the long memory these people don't show anger on the outside but they do plan for revenge and they're gonna wait till the perfect time to carry it out so they say you can spot these types by watching how calculated the person is and other aspects of their lives and if this person feels like you uh that you wrong them that you need to crush them or get out of their sight because they're not going to forget that you uh, tricked them or outwitted them or outdid them or beat them or made them look bad. They're not going to forget it. And they're going to wait to the perfect time to get you. And again, <clears throat> Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was called the Texas Rattlesnake. So he has a little bit of this in him, too. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll let you think that you that you, you know, you talk to stuff and everything is all good. And then you'll be in the back. <laughs> Yeah, he'll just jump out from behind a locker and stone cold stone. <laughs> so with, with that can of beer in his hand. Right. And flick okay. you off and everybody will be screaming and you don't want to get stone cold stunned. So yeah. Wow. You so so him. far, Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's arrogant and proud. He's suspicious and he's a serpent. No, no, no. He, he's just suspicious and he's a serpent. I don't think he's oh, okay. arrogant and proud. You don't think he was proud? I, th I did throw that one you didn't say that one I threw that one in there because I felt like it fit him but mm. I don't know I, I got I got thoughts about arrogant I'll come back to that after you're done with the with the okay with the and one. then last lastly there's the plain and unassuming excuse me the plain unassuming and an unintelligent man and this one it seems like they're easy to con <clears throat> but since there's a level of intelligence that's needed to get people to see your vision this personality type is a little bit harder than you think when in terms of uh trying to make them a victim or trying to beat them because you got to get them to see the benefits of what you're talking about and if they're unassuming then they're not going to be able to see those benefits so you won't be able to trick them or you won't be able to uh get them to do what you want them to do because they might not even see what your vision is yeah this person um there used to be a term we used to call these people uh, back in high school, and that was simpleton. This person is okay. a simpleton. And basically, they have to have a certain level of intelligence to even fall for your, your, your trap. If they're not even smart enough to even catch the, the trap that you're trying to lay, 
again, this isn't you. You can't you can't approach them in this way. You might want to approach them kind of like the sucker, right? Exactly. You know what? Speaking of that, let's say that you are giving someone donuts every day to bribe them. Like a you're dealing with a person. That. Yeah, a simpleton would fall for that. But if they don't even realize that you even want something from them, then bribing them won't even help. Well, because yeah. I mean, they're, they're sitting there thinking like, oh, TJ's nice. He gave me donut. I mean, <laughs> that, that's not the simpleton. I mean, you, you, you've got him on your side now. Like, I don't think you should have to. I think what the wrong approach with the simpleton would be to, you know, show him your Excel spreadsheets of how you've figured out, you know, quantum physics or something. That's true. That's true. You know, you, you, want, you want to keep it plain. <laughs> And again, people, when we're talking about when we're talking about traps and tricking people, this is not in a negative light. This is specifically speaking of in a strategic state. Right. Right. Uh, When we're talking about having a playbook on a football team, you want them to fall in your trap. That doesn't mean you're trying to really deceive them in a negative way. But if we're talking about strategic, you know, if we're talking about strategy you need to have a playbook and you want them to fall for whatever your decoy is so you can outwit them. All right, we're talking about gaining power. I mean, exactly. These are the laws <clears throat> set in place by the OGRG to gain power. And simply put, you you have to do some of these things if you really want to climb your way to the top. Exactly. And be you aware be of these strategic. things. Yeah. And you have to be aware because if anything, you have to be able to block from these things as well, because whether you want to use these strategies or not, you need to make sure that you're aware of what the strategies are so you can block them or use them to your advantage versus somebody using it to their advantage against you. Yeah. And um, and before you move on, I, I wanted to go back to uh, the first two types of, of people, the okay. arrogant and the versus the insecure. Yep. And it's kind of funny because he, uh, OGRG, actually mentioned this when I, when I was first listening to this. I was thinking that arrogant person also is probably insecure as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert Greene actually said that in the book. He said these two are sometimes closely linked to each other. Yep. And I mean, I know someone who's like that, where he's kind of arrogant. He's he's always wearing um, like you know. Not, he's not arrogant because he wears nice clothes, but he's, uh, I guess, superficial in that sense, where mm-hmm. he feels like, you know, he comes into the office and says, hey, what do you think of my shoes? He'll actually say that to people. He needs somebody to tell him, oh, um, Antoine, your clothes look good. Right. He needs the affirmation. <laughs> right. And that's insecure at the same time, though. You know, he, he thinks he's, you know. A, a super nicely dressed person which I guess he is and he's kind of arrogant in that sense but then he's also insecure in the sense where he right. needs somebody to tell him oh those are some nice jeans you got on today so he, he, he thinks that they're nice jeans and they're nice clothes but he needs someone to tell he needs he needs to make sure that they are by someone telling him that oh those look nice because I'm pretty sure if you actually told him mm, I'm really not feeling those shoes with the, with that outfit It'll really freak him out. <laughs> and yeah, actually, there have been times where we've kind of played a joke on him and didn't acknowledge his new shoes or whatever. 
And that really, you know, you could tell that affected him. And he's all upset for the rest of the day and stuff because nobody said anything <laughs> about his new shoes. It's very childish in a way. Um, well, no, plainly yeah, y'all, y'all doing that to him, that is childish for y'all. <laughs> nah, him being like, oh, you ain't say nothing <laughs> about my shoes. That, that, that crap is childish. The OG says that you should never assume that a person is weaker or less important to you. You need to know who you're dealing with. So if you ever need to turn a person down, ensure that you do it with respect. We just talked about the five most dangerous types of people. And if you haven't properly researched what type of person that you're dealing with, you may offend one of these personality types and you may get more than what you're bargaining for. You get that serpent with the long memory, then it's going to be 10 years down the road and you wonder why somebody is, you know, uh, why someone is treating you a certain way or why you have all this negative publicity behind your name and it's because you pissed somebody off years ago or 10 years later that person that you disrespected might be in a position of power and you need something from them now do you feel like you're one of these types of people at all or do you have any of these traits at all because he made he makes it sound very negative but i did feel like i kind of had at least one of these traits so he he didn't say that everybody fits into these. He said these are the folk or the five, five most dangerous, most dangerous yeah. and and difficult types of people. And so um, I don't I wouldn't say that I'm a suspicious type. I don't think that I fit in that at all. I am cautious though. I try to make sure I keep my ideas open. So I'm not specifically suspicious. Like suspicious is kind of either. acting out of fear. I yeah. think that's the difference between suspicious versus cautious. And then the serpent with the long memory, I look at that person as being a person who holds grudges. I don't hold grudges. I won't forget, but I won't hold a grudge. I just won't deal with the person anymore. I won't be looking at I won't be looking at how I can get them next. But what if they came and apologized or whatever to you? You you would still not really mess with them, or would you be cautious at that point? Or no, I just wouldn't deal with them in that way. Like say, so that I sounds somebody like that sounds money. like you're holding a grudge then. You never. No, no, that's protection. So if I loaned you a hundred dollars, and you didn't pay me back the hundred dollars, and you started ducking me, and you told me you was gonna pay me on this date, and then you start giving me other dates you're gonna pay us a year later, you still haven't paid, and you came and apologized and said, "Look, man, I was an idiot for two years ago, getting that money from you and not giving it back." Sure, I take the apology, but I will never loan you money again. Would you? So I mean, it's not holding a grudge, but it's never forgetting. Like me, I I feel like the, um, I guess that serpent trait is is it the serpent? Not um yeah, the serpent with the long memory. With the long memory, yeah, that's that's definitely. I mean, that's not all me, but a long memory. That's definitely me. I mean, there's people who I feel around me in elementary school who I still feel like they got it coming. <laughs> they got it coming. They got it coming. So how are they ever going to get it? Are you actively planning this? Like, yo, I, there's going to be a time and I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. Like I told this story um, on the Purple Pain episode of the Corporate Streets podcast about this yep. kid, Brian Payne, who took my girl Amber in the kinder- in, while we was in kindergarten. Yeah. Oh, I held that grudge for a long time and I got him back too. <laughs> I was playing dodgeball. Dude. I hit him in the, in the face with the ball. And that was like in the fifth grade. <laughs> that was, it was like, see, when we was five, you took my girl, but look at you now. Duh, that's that's way too much, bro. 
<laughs> the OG says you can never be sure who you're dealing with. A person of little importance today can be a person of power tomorrow. And I actually had the situation happen once. So I was looking for a job some years ago. And I really wanted to work at this particular establishment. We'll call them Company One because this is the first company I'm talking about. And so they gave me a runaround. Uh, they tried to give me like an entry level position, which I was way overqualified for, right? And I had a degree. Like the position they was trying to give me, you don't even need a degree for. But I really wanted to work for this company. And not only did they promise me this super entry level position, they wanted me to move eight hours up to Northern Cali to start working at this place. And they would try to make the moves to get me back to this facility that I wanted to be at that's by my house that I was actually applying for. But I was still willing to take the position because I really, really wanted the job. I really wanted to work for company number one. So they gave me a runaround for about a month. And then I got fed up and I started applying other places. And I got the job at company two. Company two was paying more money. They respected my background and my degree. And they didn't give me an entry-level position. They gave me a higher-level position. So come to find out that company one was a direct supplier for this company that I'm at now, company two. So in essence, company one, the people who gave me the runaround, they now work for me because they're a supplier for us. I give them work, <laughs> right? So I was once begging these people to like call me back and for me to work there. And... Three months later, let's just say that now they're relying on me to give them business. And I didn't break my neck to give them any work either. Had I been treated differently, maybe I would have looked out for them more because I would have kind of known them. But because they gave me the runaround, man, uh, I didn't go out of my way to help them out. So it was kind of like the uh, what was the Kanye West line where you start off sweeping floors and next week is next week is the fries. <laughs> they tried to hit right. you with this with the entry level position like that. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> like, I was you know, willing to take it. It's like you know, it's cool, man. You know, it, it's, it might be entry level, but you know, next week you'll be you know working the fries, working on the fries. Yeah, that's that coming to America. That's where we got that. <laughs> right, right. But so yeah, man. If if they had been nicer to me, like yo, we don't have the position available. We'll give you a call back. But they. They were promising me the gig. They were giving me the run around saying, oh, yeah, well, you just got to talk to this one more person, you know, in, in, in corporate and we'll get everything taken care of. And then they just weren't calling me back. So when I did get this other job, man, that other gig, I'm the one who got to decide what suppliers we use. And I did not break my neck to use them either. You know what? You know what that That's kind of serpent. Like, I'm telling you, man, that that's. That's that's like holding a grudge. That's a long memory. That time was, yeah, yeah. I agree. That time, <laughs> so, that time definitely was. That's not like the money, uh, the loaning money scenario that I gave a couple minutes right. ago. This one was definitely I had a memory, but that memory wasn't that long, man. They that say, memory is a couple months later. They they, they say <laughs> they say that's a, a, a Libra trait, which we both are, by the way. Is that a Libra trait? Yeah, to have a long memory as far as holding grudges and Man, stuff. That's a I don't Libra believe thing. in that astrology stuff. We gotta have. We it's gotta true. talk about that astrology stuff on the podcast. We have to, but I mean that that one is definitely true. It seems to it. It seems to be at least to me. It, it definitely it it is for me. And even though you don't want right. to admit it, it is for you too. <laughs> All right, the OG said that there is nothing to be gained by insulting a person unnecessarily, even if that person seems weak, because you never know if later they'll be in a position to hurt you. 
So that homeless guy walking down the street, don't disrespect him just because you can. That that waitress, <laughs> that waitress or that stripper, just because they're in those positions, don't be disrespecting them because they might be your doctor later. You know what I'm saying? But you know they all in medical. They all going to college to become doctors. So yeah, they definitely exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said those strippers. Don't be disrespecting them because they because they're exotic dancers. They might be your doctor at some point. <laughs> oh, here's here, here's a hot take on strippers becoming doctors. Uh, sidebar: the movie Independence Day, the one that came out in the '90s. Yeah. Vivica Fox was a stripper. Right? Okay. Okay. In the Independence Day that came out like in 2016, she was a doctor. She's the only she? stripper in the entire world that actually became a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> she, I didn't know that. She was going to school for, to, be, to become a doctor and she actually did it. She was a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. It then became a doctor, dog. So it can happen. It could definitely happen. Y'all got to be careful out here. Respect the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you never know if they're going to be in a position of power or a position that can hurt you later. So in my example that I talked about with this whole job thing, I felt hurt and disrespected because they made promises they didn't keep. They gave me the runaround. They had no idea that I could impact their cash flow in, in months to come. They had no idea that that was going to happen. So that can that is real life, and that can definitely happen to you. So respect everybody, even if you don't like what they're talking about, even if you think they're an idiot. Yeah. Respect. And also respect. On, on track on the, um, 11 on uh, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, um, the song How Much Does uh, How Much a Dollar Cost? Yeah. He uh, basically told a story of a homeless man who was asking him for money, and he was like, nah, you know. I ain't about to give you no money. You're going to go drink it away, shoot it up in your arm, whatever. And then the homeless guy started quoting Bible verses and stuff and started talking all this Bible speaking and ended up being God. So you never know who, who the homeless person could be. So the most important skill that you have in gathering and conserving power, according to the OG, is the ability to measure people and know who you're dealing with. So before any action, you need to understand who you're dealing with. And this makes me think about... Have you ever made a joke about somebody and didn't know that they were sensitive? Have you ever, has that ever happened to you? You made a joke yeah. about somebody didn't realize they were sensitive. I know that's definitely happened. Uh, yeah, that's happened be, to me before. Or or e- either that or have you made a joke about somebody and they got mad and took it the wrong way? Yeah, that happened to me once um, when I first went to college. Uh, ugh, I need to clean this up for the podcast. But we had the habit of... Um, calling each other the b word yep um the b word and the a word and okay um when we were in high school right so i got to college and i said that to somebody because we, you know the guy he, we were kind of you know becoming friendly you know we had been talking since the beginning of school and everything and i said that to him he was from ohio not like they hard in ohio or something but you know he's <laughs> But he was from somewhere else. And I said it and he got he was like, Hey man, you can't you know, you can't be saying that. You know, don't I don't play like that. I'm like, Oh man, I didn't mean nothing by it, man. That's just something we used to, you know, it's just a little joke we used to say. You know, I didn't really mean that that's what you were. But Right. Yeah, he got he got completely serious when I said that. Cause where he's from they don't talk like that. Right. 
I know. Remember when we were younger, your mama was always the comeback. Yep. If somebody was talking about you or said so much, like, man, your mama, right? Well, I did that. <laughs> uh, I was in the military talking to some people from somewhere else. Same situation as yours, being in college, talking to people mm-hmm. from other places. Yep. And so we were playing, we was playing like Xbox or something. And he said something slick. And I was like, yo, mama. He's like, yo. Oh, I think we was playing Halo because Halo was popping back then. And uh, I was like, man, yo, mama. He was like, yo. That's messed up, man. My mom's in the hospital. I was like, oh, dog, for real? My bad, man. I, I apologize. <laughs> I thought you was going to say. He's like, no, nah, man, she works there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you I thought you was going to say he hit you with the uh, my mama dead. I was going to say, that mama always dead every single time. Never fails. Nah, nah. He didn't hit me with that. He just told me his mom was in the hospital. And I felt really, really bad that that fast. I was like, yo, I didn't even mean it like that. Got I'm thinking you. that to myself. He, he I'm apologizing. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, man, my bad, man. I apologize, man. That, that, that was the wrong thing to say. I, I didn't know. He's like, no, man, it's cool. She just works there. It's like, man. Everybody <laughs> laughed at you. Yeah, so that was, a, that was a cool way that he flipped that around on me because I didn't know who I was dealing with. But before you partner with somebody, you start working with somebody, make sure you understand their strengths and their weaknesses before you partner up with them. You need to make sure that they're strong where you're weak and you're and you're uh and vice versa. Yep. You're strong where they're weak. You don't want to pick somebody that has the same weaknesses as you. And you want to make sure you guys are actually going for the same thing. Uh you guys are looking for the same trying to attain the same goal. Because you want to make sure that they're not just using you for whatever power you have. And again, that actually happened to me in real life where um, when I started my photography business, I joined up with the guy. And basically, he was really uh, good as far as like with his people skills. And he had access to all the programs and everything. Um, but I was technically good with photography and um I knew pretty much everything about cameras and all the new stuff that was coming out. So we meshed very well. Um, I, th- I feel like we did both. We were both using each other in a sense um, for our uh, strengths. Yeah. And I think that's okay to do. You know, like he, he was strong in the area that I was weak. In. Yeah, that's the purpose of partnership. Yep. But you want to make sure somebody's not partnering with you just to use you up. And you not get anything out of the deal either. No, you got to make no. sure that you both are trying. That's what a, yeah, it was a, a fair partnership trade. is both of you. Yeah. yeah, it's a trade. Exactly. And also just understanding who you're dealing with. There are people out there who won't loan you a penny. And there's also people out there who will loan you $50 and only expect $50 when you give them their money back. But there are people out there who if they loan you $50, they expect $100 back. And if you don't know who you're dealing with, you might get the latter. You might get the person that's like, I loaned you 50, I need 100. And the OGs talk about never relying on your instincts when judging or measuring your opponent. So don't look at a person and expect that, oh, I know exactly who that is. Oh, he's got nice clothes on, he must be rich. Oh, he's got dirty clothes on, he must be poor. Oh, he's not answering all the questions, he must not be smart. He must not know what he's doing. Because you shouldn't just rely on your instincts. You need to research. There's no substitute for that. Basically, There's no easy way Yeah, out. basically, don't judge a book by its cover. Yep, yep. Never trust appearances. Never trust the version that people give you of themselves. 
I don't think that that could be. That, that's probably the best jewel in this thing for me, because it hits home. People are always going to tell you that they're tough, they're murderous, they're killers, they're smart, they're rich, they're the best, they're the fastest, they're the they're the strongest, they're everything. If you let them tell you about themselves, but actions speak louder than words. What people tell you is usually what they want to be, but it's not who they really are. So just don't trust the appearance or the version of themselves that people give you or that people tell you. But I guess there's kind of a, re I mean, I know this isn't the reversals uh, section. I ain't trying to steal your shine, but I mean, there is kind of a reversal to that. And that's to go ahead and believe what the person is t um, telling you about themselves. If a person's in there that saying that they're a shooter and even if they're not, I mean, that's still kind of helping you in a way. Now, you know, not to trust that person. They just told you not to trust me. So even if it's because they are being deceitful or if they're telling you the truth, either way, it's a win-win for you if you do go ahead and believe them in a, in a situation like that. That You know what? That's true. And I should explain a little bit further. One of the things that if you've been a friend of mine for a while or at all, I tell you, if people tell you who they are, believe them. And I was I say that from more of a defensive standpoint, mm -hmm. because if people tell you that they're that they're a thief or they steal, they talk about people. Or if you watch people talking behind other people's back, they're going to eventually do the same thing to you. What I was trying to convey a moment ago, though, is that if there's something that you think you can use as an asset, don't believe that this person can give it to you. Don't just believe it because they say it. And this is why you need time to research. How many times? Have you been around this person that was a loud talker and you expect them to be tough, but then later you found out they're a coward, right? I'm sure you've seen that. Right. Absolutely. How many times you, <laughs> yeah, how many times you've been around the flashy person only to find out that they're super broke? They ain't got a dollar. They ain't got nothing saved. They're going out and spending all their money on these material things and half of it is bootleg anyway. Yep. As flashy as they are, right? And then you also have the people with money they often walk around low-key you wouldn't even know that they're really that well off you 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 hear the story through the grapevine that oh man that guy really has a lot of money but you're like him the guy who's wearing the kids and in the mosi mo t-shirts that guy he's wearing the wrangler jeans <laughs> so this is why you have to do research and this is why you can't trust a guy that says he makes all of these big moves because it's likely to be a lie Right. So the time the time to believe what people are saying is if they're telling you something that you need to be aware of, you need to be aware. Yes, please believe them. If they say they ain't nothing better than a low down, dirty dog, believe them. But if they're saying they're making big moves, don't think that you can just jump on their back and ride their wave because there may not be a wave to ride at all. And both of you will end up drowning. And then there's the reversal. So. In the reversal this time, the OG says, what possible good can come from ignorance of other people? <laughs> and it sounds like the OG cut straight to the chase. No long winded reversal. He says, obey this law or pay the price. There is no reversal and do not go looking for one. So I think his point is well stated. What good is going to come from not knowing about the person that you want to deal with the more information and intelligence you have about a person uh the more you can understand if you want to deal with them or not 
All right. So this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Podcast. And as always, we um, encourage everyone to get their own copy of Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. Uh, get you an audiobook like we're listening to or get you the actual um, Stone Age version with paper and pages. And okay. Words and numbers. Yeah, you can get that one, too. Um, because you know what? I heard Robert Greene just came from the Clareport. Isn't it Clearport? Isn't that what they call it? Clearport. Yeah, Clearport. Um, he he has a G five apparently, and <laughs> he 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 wants to get some um, ostrich, uh, <laughs> uh, some ostrich, ostrich interior interior. So he needs your support. Make sure you get oh, your that, own that, copy. That's full ostrich for Peter purposes. That's full ostrich. Oh it's yeah, not yeah, the yeah, real ostrich. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, you can send us an. Uh, I guess we still send send an email. Send us an email if you want. The corporate streets at gmail.com um, or get us a, get at us on Twitter at Corp Streets. Yep. And wait a minute. That was something you're supposed to say in between there. Usually what I talk about is make sure you go ahead and get the book. You go ahead and get the audio book or yep. the Stone Age copy book because uh, we compliment Robert Greene. Just because you have us doesn't mean you don't need his book. Go get your own interpretation. And just because you have the book doesn't mean that you don't need us. It's kind of like Robert Greene is like the coffee. And I mean, coffee is good on its own. Mm-hmm. We're like the creamer and the sugar and all the good additives that you put in it. We compliment that coffee. We make that coffee taste better. So that's what we are to Robert Greene. So you need both of us. You need his original wording. And you can also use us to listen to our interpretation as well. Maybe we can give you some perspective. And that, and then after you say that, then that's when I always say, or um, he's like the Hennessy and we're the Coke. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. So for next week, we uh, are at a milestone law. We are on law 20. Yeah. Or 20. I say 20. 20. I say 20. So we are law 20, which is do not commit to anyone. And I okay. already am ready for that one. So that's going to be a good one. Right. I bet all the players out there are like, yeah, I knew it. Robert Greene's on board. <laughs> I'm more than a one-woman man. Right. <laughs> All right. And this has um, been the, another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And I have a quote uh, to end this to end this week. I can't, I can't right. say it the way I normally would say it, so I'm just going to read it. And this is from... So there's, there's three people who, I, who I've loved over the years since I was a kid, and that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Prince, and Bruce Lee. So this quote comes from Bruce Lee, and it is... You must be shapeless, formless, like water. When you pour water in the cup, it becomes the cup. When you pour water in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. When you pour water in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Water can drip and it can crash. Become like water, my friend. Peace. That accent was terrible. Yeah. But go ahead. That was it. The quote was good. The accent was just disgusting. <laughs> wow. When we gonna get to the law about when, when we gonna get to the law about hating? Jeez. <laughs> I ain't around no Asian people, so I mean, 
<laughs> I couldn't have done it any better. But I can critique though. You got Asian right. homies. <laughs> you got you got how many how many Asian friends you got? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot, man. I got a lot of Asian peeps. Oh, you're supposed to be like, I got three Asian friends. <laughs> no, that's you. I really have Asian friends. Oh <laughs> uh, right, yeah. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Streets, 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 the Corporate Streets.